You found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the Bulls' big win in overtime against the Houston Rockets as Pat the Designer is showing up. Hey, what's going on, Pat? You took me. Stop taking me off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for showing up there, brother. Uh, anyway. Why is Nick here? Why is Nick? Nick, we're live. We're you live, found Nick. Just, you have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. <laughs> on today's episode, we're going to break down okay. the Chicago Bulls OT win, Zach Levine's most complete game yet, and trusting Kobe White in the fourth quarter. We're going to get to all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. <laughs> You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central uh, YouTube pages and podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA first deposit match up to $100. Pat, I didn't know you was gonna be here now, bro. Hey, listen, I, knew, I, 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 I just I literally said shout out locked on Mavs in the beginning <laughs> in the building in the comments already. I literally was like, I gotta I just finished locked on NBA. I gotta run over here and do locked on bulls. And I didn't expect Nick to follow me. <laughs> hey, Nick was probably like, Hey, let's let's run in on these guys, man. <laughs> Let's make sure they're doing their job. Let's make sure they're doing their job. Well, the Chicago Bulls get a 124 to 119 victory over the Houston Rockets. Now, this was an interesting game in which the Chicago Bulls were going back and forth. Like they had several eight-point leads, several different eight-point leads that kept allowing the Houston Rockets to come chip away at that lead. The Bulls end up leading in this game for 39 minutes out the game. But the key thing in this one, the fourth quarter in this game. Alfred Singoon, a player that me and you have both been high on for years, went nuclear in the first, in the uh, end of the first quarter, fourth quarter, in the beginning of the overtime period. And I just, this is usually a game where the Chicago Bulls end up losing a game. Singoon just going completely, he was killing Vooch. It was at one point where it was like, he was like, Alfred Jordan out there. He was just killing it. But the Bulls end up coming coming down the stretch in that fourth quarter and really still pulling it out for a five point victory. How'd you feel about the game overall, Pat? Listen, I, I like that the Bulls ended up getting the win. There's some questions that I have on the fourth quarter, and I think that that goes to the conversation of people being traded, right? Yeah. But for the most part, uh, I, I thought that uh, offensively, uh, the Chicago Bulls did a good job scoring up until the end of that fourth quarter. It felt like a Bears game, honestly. The last four minutes, we 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 let That's it get fair. away. That's it it yeah. felt like a Bears game. That's why. Yeah, I mean, not really. I've been I've been recording for hours, but I just I, I really look at. Uh, the Chicago uh, Bulls in this game. And I thought that, listen, it felt like there was a clear pecking order for three and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. It felt like, like I watched this game and I left this game going, Zach Levine is a great number two. Everybody was right the entire time. Mm-hmm. 
And Kobe White looked like an amazing player. He was balling out. I, To me, I, I saw a Kobe White that I was like, listen, versus this defense. And remember, the Houston Rockets defense, a really elite defense. This Second is not best a, defense in the NBA. Right. This is not a joke of a defense that you're going up against here. Now, no Dylan Brooks makes a big difference in this game. I also do believe that. But still, some really good defensive play from the Rockets in this game. And Kobe White was able to cook pretty much the entire game until you took the ball out of his hands. I thought that I was I, I was really excited with what we saw uh, uh, from the Chicago Bulls for most of this game. I thought when we got the ball back in Kobe's hands in the overtime, we started to really see what this team looked like in the first three quarters. And uh, it really makes that fourth quarter look even worse when you look at the overtime. <laughs> Yeah, it really does. That fourth quarter was, and and that's the thing. Like we'll talk about trusting why why Billy Donovan needs to trust Kobe White more in the fourth quarter here in the last segment of this episode. But I do want to focus on the team aspect, the team play. The first half of this game, basically every starter had about seven to eight shots, and then you had Demar Derozan, I think, with ten shots in the end of that that first half, I should say. Um, yeah. And I love the way that Billy Donovan balanced out the opportunities for the starters there. I mean, every starter ends up finishing in double digits in this game overall. Uh, still, there's a really nice, when you look at this shot, uh, the shot breakdown here, Alex Caruso with 10 shots, Zach with 15, both Vooch and Kobe White with 17, and then DeMar DeRozan with 19. You take away that spot where DeMar went rogue in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter period. Basically, every starter is around 15 to 17 shots. I feel like that's a really good breakdown, especially when the offense is working really well, and that's what it was tonight. 44% shooting overall from the field and 40% shooting from three-point range from that. You think, do, do uh, taking that fourth quarter aside, do you like the way that the offense kind of spread that ball around today? Yeah, I, I thought that, listen, Kobe White has proven to be everything that that y'all have told me that he's been. I, and I, I, I said last pod, I'm in. Today, guess what? I'm even more in. I, is it, is it, was it the toe that is you it, dipped in? Or was it, it, were, were you completely in? Like you, no, you, know, in? you know what it is like when you lose a little bit of weight, right? You get a little more, so now you're more in. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh wow. God. No, I just I just I, I, I really thought that uh Kobe White did a really good job of, of initiating the offense. I thought that and, and here's the thing the ball moves really well and he does it and, and there's not a force uh uh trying to force the offense. That's what it felt like for most of this game. The Bulls weren't trying to force anything, it was just getting it out to the corner. Boom, wide open DeMar DeRozan. Okay, good. Zach Levine did some really, really, really good things in this game the shooting especially to finish out the first half i loved it from zach levine and the that was created throughout the game though yeah and and yeah. i think that's the thing too right we saw an offense today for most of this game that was created off of defense how often have we talked about that you've got really good scores on this team but it's all based off of getting in transition getting good defensive plays getting steals getting on the other end being able to knock down shots when you get those steals and those turnovers the bulls have team have a team that if they're running you struggle to run with them which is wild to say about the chicago bulls i actually that's probably the first time i've said that about the chicago bulls since Lonzo, right? I was gonna say since Derrick Rose. I think that well, I mean, we when we got out in transition with that team, especially when Lonzo got into that rhythm with Derrick Jones Jr. was really that's, dangerous. Yeah, but, that's true, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's either crazy. way, it's still we're talking about still either gross. a decade or three years. Either way, <laughs> it's still a lot of time. Like a decade or three years. I'm tired of waiting. 
It's been 12 years since we drafted Marquise Teague. Somebody brought it up on the Central's live stream today, and it really, it's like 12 years, and I still will never forget that, I, that I'm, I'm here's, still here, mad about. Here's my issue. Wasn't his name Marcus? It's Marquise Teague, Was right? it Marquise? I Marquise. thought it was Marcus. It's M-A-Q-U-I-S. That's Marquise, right? Hey, bro, I thought his mama was ghetto because I swear we always called him Marcus. I mean, listen. I, and who, then I don't know what Jeff called him. Jeff got a whole nickname for him. It's like Pookie or something like that. Like, it's a whole listen, different nickname on the this, podcast. At so. the end of the day, he didn't play well enough for him to deserve his name to be pronounced correctly. So I don't care how you pronounce it. I don't care how you pronounce Marmis it. Marmis Teague. Matter. Marmis Marcus Teague. Marquise Teague. It don't matter. Teague. The wrong Teague, brother. How about that? Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole on that. Yeah, you did. You, 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 you tend to do that. You tend to do that. But it's cool. It's cool. Now, the one thing in this game, before we get out this first segment, yes, the Bulls got the dub. That is the most important thing. But we saw something that we may never see again in our lifetime happen in this game, Pat, the uh -oh. designer. Do you know what I'm going to say? I do not. Andre Drummond got oh, zero rebounds in this game. That's crazy, right? That's I, insane. I was so confident that I was like, when I did the halftime hangout over on Central, I was like, yeah, Drum got zero rebounds, but best believe he's coming for them rebounds in the second half of this game. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they said on the broadcast, this is the first time he's ever done that. That's, it doesn't surprise me. Like, bro, Andre Drummond had three rebounds that were literally in his hands. And he was not able to bring them in. I am actually like mind blown by that. And I thought that I, I was just like you, bro. Like I thought we were going to see him go out in the second. Cause listen, he didn't have a ton of minutes, right? He only played what he ended up playing the 13 minutes in this game. But Andre Drummond's a guy that in 13 minutes, we've seen him get 11 and 10. Yeah, it's, it's, it was what now that one and that's a question before we go. We both kind of thought with the way that German played when he was in the starting lineup, we may see that minute split become, between him and Vooch become a little bit more even. Yeah. Do you, what do you think about first game Vooch back in the starting lineup? We're right back to 13 minutes for Andre Drummond. What do you think about that real quick before we go, go too into few. the break? Why is DeMar DeRozan playing 42 minutes? Why is why is Kobe White play or I'm why why is uh, uh not Kobe White? Why is Nikola Vucevic playing 40 minutes? It's too few. It's too yeah. few. Like you, you, Dale and Terry played six minutes in this game. A guy who actually gave you some good production and looked good in the limited time that he was able to play in this game. I, I don't like the shortened rotation. I don't know why Billy Donovan is all of a sudden going back to it. Um, I thought you found something in that last game that was really good. Having mm -hmm. Booch play 28, him play 22. I thought you found something there. But just like every Chicago team in true Chicago fashion, oh, that looked really good. Let's do that again. Whoa, you take a breather, sir. We're going to go back to what the system says we should do. At least the Bears had the balls to fire the guy that did that. <laughs> but next up, we're going to be talking about the game that Zach Levine did have, which was one of the most complete games that we've seen from Zach Levine in quite a while. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, where the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Um, uh, uh, 
Prizepix okay? also offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this basketball season. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat. This game from Zach Levine, it started off with Zach's shooting being kind of questionable. Yep. But it ends up rounding out. He plays really good defense. He ends this game with a plus-minus of plus 14, 25 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, three steals, one block, four turnovers from Zach Levine. Uh, he also had five personal fouls. He went eight of 15 from the field, four of eight from three-point range. The sweet life of Zach and Kobe was back tonight. Let me ask you this, and I know okay. normally I don't turn this back on you this quick, but – that was crazy. I was trying to move past it. That was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. And we, hey, what, 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 Cam, we got to get to the point where we get like Cam and Mays. Like, we want to get childish. We can get childish. <laughs> That's funny. Did Zach Levine's game tonight feel like a prime, not at the highest level, but a prime Clay Thompson type game? Because that's the thought process I had when I was like, he's doing the things defensively. He's knocking down shots, and he's finding guys open. I can, I can get with that. I can see where you're coming from with that. My initial instinct on that is like, hold up, hold up, slow your horses. A little too much dip now, on your now, chip there. Now, listen, don't, no. think, don't think 50 points versus, uh, what was it, 63 points versus Clay Thompson on five dribbles. Let, no, let's no, not I think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a, a legitimate, like, everything I need Kobe White to not have to worry about tonight, you deal with. Yeah. And look, look, I know, I know what's going right. Like he's got to, he's got to have some good games before they end up trading him. You got, you got to, right? I know, I know that's what's coming. I know Bulls fans don't want to hear that. He still doesn't like Billy Donovan, guys. If all of a sudden we get past the trade deadline and he's here, I love it. But he still doesn't have Billy Donovan. Uh, uh, he still doesn't like Billy Donovan. But to me, I watched this game and I was like, that looks like the exact complimentary piece that I would need to a guy that I feel like could be my number one score on the team. Oh, by the way, Kobe White looks like a number one score on a team. He really does. He really does. Um, Kobe White has just stepped up, but like to see Zach fit in this way, right? And this is why when you hear things like Zach was, it could be a great second. And 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 he is showing teams because he's going to be a second on any or maybe even a third or any team that's really interested in him. And Zach Levine playing this type of way. I know Bulls fans are still holding out hope. Well, Zach plays like this. Let's just, let's, by the way, did you hear that old man Jerry was the, is vetoing Zach Levine trades at this point? Did you hear that today? did not hear this who, so, who put so this out Jerry there? Reinsdorf is actually there, one of the reasons that's keeping the front office from trading uh, reportedly that Jerry Reinsdorf does not like the the, the concept of, of trading Zach Levine and not getting quality back so Jerry is telling the front office he's that he doesn't like the deals and offers they've gotten so far that's I'm, crazy I'm not going to lie to you right that makes that makes total sense to me one because of the 15% trade kicker yeah that's uh, a good point as but well. two Right, somebody had to be instrumental in getting Zach Levine paid. Cause I've I've said this, I've heard this from very good sources the entire time. Michael Reinsdorf is not a Zach Levine fan. He does not believe that he's a player that can go out there and win games. And to his point, we haven't seen Zach Levine do a ton of winning in his time here in Chicago. When he's on the court, the team is kind of taking steps in the other direction, minus the 35 games with Lonzo. So 
that is not not very surprising to me. And I, I'll, I'll say this: Does Zach? Does it change Zach's thought process at all that Jerry Reinsdorf is saying you're worth more than what people are trying to give up for you? Or is this just Jerry being like the same Jerry that Scotty is basically saying, don't sign this contract if you don't want to be here? I mean, well, I think it's different in this point. Like, I think because that was Jerry trying to give Scotty the best advice for him. I think this is Jerry looking out for the best for the team to say for Jerry, who largely isn't involved in the day to day. Like Michael is taking that over uh, to come him to step in and basically say, hey, I don't like these offers we're getting for Zach. Let's not pull the trigger on this. I don't know if we've ever seen Jerry step in in a way like that before. <laughs> when have we seen Jerry stop a player from being traded in that way? Like, I know we've seen deals not get done, us not make pull the trigger on us bringing in salary, but to, to pull the trigger on something like that, have we ever seen Jerry in that? I know Jerry stepped I, in before. Here, here's the thing. I can't say that I can come up with a specific deal, but I find it very hard to believe that he's never done it. Just from watching his dealings with the White Sox. <laughs> that's that's I mean and that's fair. And just because hey, you haven't heard it before doesn't mean that it hasn't happened. And you know what it was? It, no, this is all it is. He was in his Emperor Papa team internal rest, and he sensed that, hey, wait a second, that a 14 is my are my pockets tingling? I just I felt a great disturbance in my bank account. 14% trade kicker. Right, my Lord, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm doing Palpatine on that. Who would that, that be? Kind, you you kind of sound more like Vince McMahon on that yeah, one. Yeah, bro, a little bit. A little, little Vince McMahon on that one. Which I wouldn't be surprised if Vince McMahon and Jerry Ryan's are for actually friends outside of Austin, you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't bad. Hold on. That wasn't that, a bad was, McMahon was right there. Good. That was yeah. That wasn't a bad again. McMahon right there. I'm trying to think. What else did he say? Oh, I can't say the other one that came to my you mind. Don't. Okay. Anyway, Come on out of there, we're, you. Yeah, we're, we're back on Zach Levine's game. Let's get back into it. <laughs> Do you think that we see the Zach from whenever? Let's just, like, let's just, as long as whenever he's a bull, right? Because uh, people get triggered. Um, Do you think we can consistently see this version of Zach for, for a while? I've always said Zach Levine could play defense. We've talked about how Zach Levine's defense has gotten better. We can't pretend like it hasn't, right? Like there, mm -hmm. there are things that Zach Levine has gotten better as as a player over his time as a Chicago Bull. But I, I think the one question is: Is he going to continually just fit into the offense? Right, like, and and tonight wasn't a night where he didn't. Tonight yeah. was a night where Demar Derozan did. We'll talk about that here, and we're going to talk about that, right? But yeah. like. Tonight was was a perfect Zach Levine, and the problem the problem with that is is he okay being that version of Zach? Because tonight he was a clear cut with everything he did. He was the clear cut number two on the court. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did used to say you're fired, didn't he? Shout out, yeah. But it you're is, but it is, fired. That's not it bad. Is it is something. You're yeah. No, I was about to do something else, but it is something to be said about. How the Simba, there's a relationship between Zach and Kobe because they've their longest tenured Bulls. But I think 
Zach Levine stepping up defensively the way that he did allowed Kobe to be who Kobe is offensively. And then Zach not having to take so much of the load on offensively that he's had to do most of his time here with the Bulls allowed him to be more aware. We've always said Zach Levine's been a fine on-ball defender. It's yeah. been off-ball where he loses some of that awareness, and it seemed like maybe because he didn't have to take on as long, a large of a scoring load throughout large parts of the game that he was more focused on the off-ball portion of the defense. Yeah, and and I mean, listen, <laughs> this is what I will say. I also saw, I also know who Zach Levine uh, is on the court. He was looking for them assists. There was there was a play right after where he was drove to the bucket and could have got a lay. He could have had a triple. And he tried to there. throw that mug to Vooch, and I was like, ah, he's he's he chasing the stats a little bit on this one. But I, this version of Zach, can be a guy that. If DeMar DeRozan is possibly not on the team, I could still see averaging 22 to 25 plus Mm. and him still being worth his contract. We had heard the other day that there might not be a trade for multiple veterans, but I don't know if that means Zach Levine is on. I'll say this. He's bought into Billy's system. And it Mm -hmm. seems like, and one thing we haven't touched on and, and maybe we, we could talk about it in the fourth quarter because it, it was a part of that as well. It seems like since Zach Levine has been back and he's bought into the system, Billy Donovan's more willing to defend his players. This is the most animated I've ever seen Billy Donovan since he's been on the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a different team right now. It's a different team right now. It's a different team and it's continuing to be a different team, but will it look like a different team after the trade deadline? That's the question on the table. Uh, Before we get into this final topic though, boy, we got to talk about that fourth quarter that bad. That's all you can say bad. We got to tell you guys about Jace medical. Uh, I know we come to sports to escape from some crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my wife or my daughter or one of my uh, 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 <laughs> one of my family members got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from a life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, will be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacecase.com and complete your physician encounter. It will review be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will disp- be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code locked on to get $20 off your offer. All right, Pat. With that said, man, we got to talk about this fourth quarter. So I, I'm going to run some stats for, through you real quick, bro. Um, so there was a player on the team that was 0 of 6 in the fourth quarter of this game. He was 2 of 2 from, from free throw range. He had zero assists, zero rebounds, zero anything. Is that the player that you want to trust to take the last shot? I'm just wondering. Yes. I know it's wrong, but yes. Okay. And you want to know why? Is because because he's done it before and I can't. Would you take the ball out of Stephen Curry's hand? But that but is that not what we did? I can I can make the argument that that's what we did by taking it out of Kobe White's hands. Yes, but 
I've got a guy on my team that's proven that already. True, but right? you also like have a guy I, on your team that you have a guy on your team that's emerging, and if you want him to develop as a as a closer in the fourth quarter, you can't continue to take the ball out of his hands in fourth quarters. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm mm-hmm. the, the game-winning shot doesn't piss me off. Okay. All the shots before that do. Okay, fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? That's fair. Because, because that's fair. Here, here's, here's my thing, right? Like, DeMar DeRozan is, and I said this many times on the pod, he's the Stephen Curry at the mid-range. He really is a dude that you look at and you're just like, how the heck did he make that shot? Like, there were people draped all over him. Some dude punched him in the back of the head and the shot still went in because he's <laughs> practiced that shot a million times. He's been shooting that, that shot? shot. Do you practice that shot? A one-legged turnaround fadeaway? You practice that? <laughs> I just found out he's not coaching Georgetown no more. Can you tell I haven't paid attention to Georgetown basketball at all, which probably speaks more to Georgetown. But I just found out the other day because I was watching Georgetown and I literally was like, is he open? Is he Is he back there? Like, is he? Where's oh, you didn't know he wasn't the coach. Of I didn't know Patrick Ewing. I ain't kept up with Patrick Ewing. Like I don't know what he's doing. I, I assume he got dunked on again by Michael Jordan at some point in the sixties. But uh, I just I I feel like the last shot I can live with. But to take the basketball out of Kobe White's hands in a fourth quarter where he went into that fourth quarter with twenty-seven points. That is criminal. That makes no sense. And this is not a, we need to have our closer in this situation. You were up. This is not a time for your closer. This is a time for you to keep running the score up. Put your foot on their throats and kill them. At that point, DeMar DeRozan didn't have it going. Okay, give him a couple of shots. If he gets it going for after his first couple of shots, I can, I bet. Here we go. He never got it going. Let's keep in mind, DeMar DeRozan in the second half, the whole second half of this game was two for nine and didn't hit a single shot in the overtime period. DeMar, this was probably the cold, one of the coldest stretches of DeMar DeRozan's career, bro. Like he went, he lit, DeMar, DeMar tough, went, but it might be true. DeMar went almost 20 minutes of not making a shot in a game. Yeah. Well, the Bulls went four, so. It's it's just, but it was it was a lot due to him. It's, yeah. it's it's tough to say because I know what Demar is, and I I really do value his ability to shoot the mid range, especially in a game winning situation. I I value his ability to get the get it going. Um, but dang it, I I hate to say this, you're gonna have to trade Demar because your head I didn't think coach, I'd ever hear you say that. Your 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 head coach. Well, I mean, I haven't been on I haven't been like overwhelmingly like trade tomorrow, but it's not I'm losing my mind if we do. Yeah. But your head coach is unwilling to allow other people to handle the ball in the fourth quarter even when they're doing better. And this has been the case since DeMar has come back. We've seen Kobe White cook, and then on the on the uh, uh in the fourth quarter, the ball's in DeMar's hands. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but You've got a head coach right now, and and this is a flaw, Billy Donovan's or fire Billy Donovan, one or the other. Trade tomorrow or fire Billy. I'm fine with either. Um, <laughs> I'm fine. Both both give me the result I'm looking for here. But you have a head coach right now that in the fourth quarter he respects these guys so much he's going to give them the ball no matter what. He respects what Zach Levine and Kobe White and uh, Nikola Vucevic have done in the NBA that he's going to give them the opportunity to be the best players on the team when I hate to say it, but it doesn't look like they're the best players on your team anymore. 
and you need to start transitioning to giving the best player on your team the basketball. You know what team had issues with this? The Houston Rockets. You know who fixed that? Ime Odoka. You know what he did? He said, hey, why we don't get that big dude that's got elite footwork the ball a lot more? All of a sudden, it was just like, Alperin Sengun can play basketball. I've been telling y'all this for three years. I don't so, think anybody doubted if he could play basketball, but I, I don't know if people thought he could play it at this elite of a level. Every time he played the ball, first off, Vooch gets cooked by every younger version of him. <laughs> every single one. Bro. I don't know if Vooch was ever as athletic. <laughs> no, I keep forgetting that Vooch yeah, actually young Vooch had a little was a baller, bro. First started, nah, yeah. he wasn't. He couldn't dunk as well as Sengun could, yeah. but like uh, Vooch's back to the basket footwork was elite, bro. Yeah. Vooch's back to back to back to the basket footwork was elite. Now Perine Sengun, uh, uh, his y'all back- need to start keeping track of how often Pat mentions feet on this podcast. Like hey, it's just hey, it's always yeah. something. Listen, I'm talking. It's basketball <laughs> footwork support. I don't know. I bro. get it, but it's the, he's I feel not like always we know. I feel footwork. like we notice it more since the toe thing. I feel like <laughs> we notice it more. That's Ever since is. the toe thing, we've noticed it more. There's been a hey. Let's be honest. There's been a lot of toes mentioned this year in sports in there general. Had, well, in Bulls too. Like we had Zach with the foot injury. <laughs> like it's just. It's just it's, <laughs> All right, that's enough for today. Uh, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Absolutely, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. Man, I want to thank you guys for for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls. We are free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. It's been Locked On Bulls. We out here. Peace, y'all. Peace. Oh wait, 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 wait! Cut that music off. Go back. Hey, Hayes. I was, go ahead. You almost forgot, boy. We do this on wins three in a row, baby. Hey! See Red! What you want to know? We talking about a toe. Watch your feet. A bitch. <laughs> and Pat just almost got fired. Y'all almost seen Pat the designer get fired live on air. We out here, man. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God, that was great.